It's Friday, August 16th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're diving into the latest drama with North Korea. Another missile test, called off talks, there's a lot going on there. We'll connect the dots. Then, you might have seen stories about Greenland being on the market. Not exactly. We'll give you the details. And finally, diamonds. They could be your best friend, but you're gonna have to dig deep. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. The most complicated story today is about North Korea. North Korea conducted another missile test today. It's conducted six in the last month. And it said peace talks with South Korea are off. This is a big deal, not just for North and South Korea, but for the U.S. Since President Trump has been trying to frame his diplomacy efforts there as a huge success. So today we're going to get into how we got here, why these missile tests are a big deal, and how people are responding. First, wasn't North Korea supposed to chill with the missiles? That's what it looked like was happening. Remember, since last year, the U.S. and North Korea have been negotiating on and off. North Korea wanted the U.S. to drop its sanctions. And the U.S. wanted North Korea to get rid of its nukes. For a while last year, North Korea stopped testing missiles. And the U.S. said it would hit pause on military exercises with South Korea, which North Korea found threatening. But then, the U.S. restarted some of those military exercises. And in February, talks between the U.S. and North Korea ended abruptly. Trump says he walked out. In May, North Korea started testing missiles again for the first time since 2017. And it's continued the missile tests ever since. While they're not believed to be the long-range missiles that could potentially hit the U.S., they're still a big deal. Why is that? The shorter-range missiles North Korea's been testing could put South Korea at risk. They may also put Japan in its line of fire. Both of these countries are U.S. allies, where a bunch of U.S. troops are also stationed. An analyst speaking to the Washington Post said, North Korea's recent tests are evidence of stronger military capabilities. Reportedly, the new missiles don't require a lot of setup, meaning they don't need to sit out in the open before being fired. They also fly at a lower trajectory, so not really a high arc in the sky. And they might be able to change direction while in the air. That's important because if missile defense systems can't guess where a missile's going or how it's going to get there, they're a lot less effective. All of that makes these recent North Korean missile tests a potentially big deal. Even as North Korea has been firing off missiles left and right, South Korea has been trying to mend things. Remember, South Korea and North Korea have been split since World War II. And for years, South Koreans have worried what will happen to them if nuclear-happy North Korea targets them. But when South Korea's president Moon Jae-in was elected, he was all about extending an olive branch to the North. As Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un exchanged threats on Twitter, he kept trying to calm everybody down. On Thursday, Moon gave a big speech saying he dreamed of hosting the Olympics with North Korea in 2032 and talked about the two Koreas merging into one country by 2045. North Korea called Moon's comments foolish and said there was no reason for peace talks because they had nothing more to say. They're blaming those U.S.-South Korea military drills for the loss of trust. Now, with North Korea launching new missile tests, 
and saying no to peace talks with South Korea, a lot of diplomatic progress that the U.S. was working toward looks to be under threat. But President Trump's response to these missile tests has been to basically brush them off. He said earlier this month that since they're short-range missiles, he's got no problem with them. So what's the skim? Globally, North Korea has been a thorn in the side of countries seeking peace in Asia. It's been trying to leverage its own power by setting off missiles or sidling up to China or sidling up to the U.S. Now it's back to missiles. But it's worth noting that the Trump administration's response to these latest missile tests has been muted. And while these tests have been happening, Trump and Kim have reportedly been exchanging letters. By rebuffing Moon's offers of dialogue and only writing to Trump, some experts reportedly think that Kim is trying to break up the long-standing alliance between the U.S. and South Korea. Christine Lee is a research associate at the Center for a New American Security. It goes back to the North Korean agenda of trying to play to the United States and make personal appeals to President Trump and to make sure that, you know, North Korea is able to communicate with the United States directly and not through any intermediaries like President Moon. If you want to get really deep into North Korea, we've got an explainer on the country's history and its nuclear program on our website at theskim.com guides. President Trump reportedly has his eye on a new piece of real estate, Greenland. Yes, the island near the North Pole. Greenland has its own domestic government, but it's technically part of Denmark, which handles its security and foreign policy. The Wall Street Journal first reported yesterday that Trump has been asking aides to look into how the U.S. could buy Greenland from the Danes. Why would Trump want Greenland? There could be a couple of reasons. The first is Greenland's resources. The territory sits on a ton of valuable natural resources like coal and uranium. The second potential reason is strategic. The U.S. has a military base in Greenland, but both Russia and China have been trying to expand their influence in the Arctic region, too. China's already set up research stations nearby in Iceland and Norway. In 2017, China was interested in financing multiple airports in Greenland. The U.S. urged Denmark to stop them. And it worked. So buying Greenland could be a way to gain an upper hand in the Arctic power struggle with China. All of this begs the question, can the U.S. buy Greenland? Technically, it's not unheard of. The U.S. has actually tried to do this before, back in 1946. Denmark said, ha, no. And if you ask Denmark now, they still say, no way. Today, its Ministry of Foreign Affairs said, we're not up for sale. But it's not clear how serious Trump is about the idea anyway. Some sources say he was probably just kidding around. The whole Trump buying Greenland idea has taken up a lot of headlines today. But there's something else big about Greenland you should know about. 80% of the territory is covered by ice. It's called an ice sheet. And yesterday, Greenland's ice sheet experienced one of the biggest melts of the summer. 11 billion tons of surface ice melted into the ocean in one day. That's a big deal. Because NASA scientists see Greenland as strategically important in monitoring the effects of global warming. The more Greenland melts, the more sea levels around the world rise. If all of Greenland's ice melted, global sea levels could rise over 20 feet. That'll happen eventually. 
The question is, how soon? We have more content on the threats of climate change and what you can do to help at theskim.com. Democrats are gearing up for the 2020 presidential primaries. If you've been keeping track, you can cross out former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper. The next Democratic debate is next month. Meanwhile, state officials across the country are also preparing for Election Day. And some of them are stressing. Last month, a Senate intelligence probe found that when Russia meddled in the 2016 election, they targeted election infrastructure in all 50 states. And some state officials who run the voting process are worried about next time. Yesterday at a U.S. Election Assistance Commission forum, some state officials asked the government for more money and updated federal standards for election systems. That way, they can update their voting equipment ASAP and protect against things like hacking. Last year, Congress did give states $380 million for election security. But a new report by the liberal-leaning Brennan Center for Justice estimates that over $2 billion is needed. Dems have pushed Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell for more money. But Republicans say that not all of the funding has been used yet. And McConnell says he wants to leave this issue to the states. To stay ahead of all things 2020, check out our content at theskim.com slash 2020. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from more than 254 miles beneath the Earth's surface. That's the home of super deep diamonds. Super deep diamonds are among the hardest, most indestructible natural substances. They make perfect time capsules. These diamonds are like a snapshot of chemicals and gases that made up the Earth when it was formed, which was a long time ago. In a new study, researchers examined 23 super deep diamonds discovered in Brazil. They were lucky. Things this old, buried this deep, rarely turn up. The researchers believe the super deep diamonds they found could help prove that deep under the Earth's surface, there's an ancient reservoir of gas and rock that's barely changed since the Earth was formed. Which means we may be able to map what our planet looked like four and a half billion years ago. So it's true what they say, diamonds really are forever. And that's all for Skim This. Thank you so much for listening, and we'd love for you to rate and review us online. A lot of news happens over the weekend, so to catch up first thing on Monday, sign up for our morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 